Welcome to the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, where we aim to encourage and equip moms to raise our kids with eternity in mind. My name is Caitlin Mirabel, and I'm the podcast host. It is such a joy and privilege to interview godly men and women who really want to see moms thrive in our efforts to raise our children to know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have been encouraged by the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, please share this with a couple friends. Today I have the joy and privilege of talking to Carrie Fulmer. She's a member of the United Christian Church in Dubai, where her husband has been the senior pastor for the past 15 years. Carrie has three children and is the author of The Good Portion, The Doctrine of Scripture for Every Woman, and Delighting in the Word Bible Study series. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation today and be equipped to raise your kids with eternity in mind. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So we have a mutual dear friend and I was so excited when she introduced me to you and encouraged me to ask you to be on the podcast. And I remember I had given you several options of things to talk about and you said, you know what, I can talk about things, but I'd really love to talk about women delighting in the scriptures. So I'd love if we can start the podcast um, with you sharing your passion and heart behind encouraging women to delight in Christ through their study of God's word. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. I think digging into God's word has really changed my life, and I've seen it change the lives of many other women. So that's why I'm passionate about it. I wasted years as a Christian thinking the Bible was a rule book or a manual for godly living. But the truth is we're created to know God. The Bible's not a book of rules. God speaks to his people through his written word. The Bible calls itself a treasure, sweeter than honey. Mm -hmm. But I really didn't savor it until I understood the relational nature of scripture. Mm -hmm. The Bible from beginning to end tells an overarching story of God redeeming a people for himself through his son And he tells us through the scriptures how we fit into that story. So as I learned things about the Bible, as I learned this overarching story, and I learned that the Bible was what we go to to really know God, not just know about him, but know him in an intimate way. As I understood these things, my desire for scripture grew. And the Bible says that, that God's word is more to be desired than much fine gold, sweeter than honey dripping from the honeycomb. And I really saw that as I learned to go to the scriptures to know God better. So that's why I have a passion for other women to know that same thing. That's such a sweet picture. Thank you so much for sharing that. A dear friend of mine once said to me, I don't fear losing my salvation due to my lack of consistency in God's word. Rather, I fear missing out on fellowship with him. And that is what compels me. And I just, I imagine that we have two types of listeners uh, listening today, Carrie. I think we probably have the moms who are agreeing with you with a hearty amen as they join in celebrating the gift of Christ's sustenance in their lives. And then I think there's also, as you mentioned in your prayer before we started recording, that there are other moms who are not delighting in the scriptures and maybe don't even really want to read the word or have a desire to 
orient their lives around their relationship with Christ. So I'd love it if you could spend a few moments encouraging that latter group uh, with some practical advice, some words of encouragement. How would you encourage these ladies? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's really where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. I think your friend is so right. We miss out when we neglect God's word. And we could actually spend a long time exchanging ideas about how to increase our desire for the scriptures. But let me just give you five practical tips that I think are the most important. One, I've kind of already talked about it. Read the Bible for relationship. So as J.I. Packer has said, the written word of the Lord brings us to the living Lord of the word. Mm. So go to the Bible to meet with God. And then I would say, too, look for Jesus there. The whole Bible is about him. The Old Testament points to him, and the New Testament tells us about him and how we should live in light of his person and his work. Mm. He tells us that in Luke 24, right? He says the Psalms and the prophets, the law was written about him. So we need to understand these things and that will really stoke our desires for for the scriptures as we look for Jesus there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then third, I would say, if you don't have a hunger for the scriptures, really pray for it. Mm. Go to the Lord. I mean, he wants to answer that prayer, doesn't he? That's a precious prayer of the saints to him to desire his word more. So I would say pray to him regularly about this. And I think that I I prayed for a desire for the scriptures before I had one. I mean, I was a Christian. Um, Like I said, I was kind of going to the Bible as more of a rule book or a duty, really. But I didn't really get much joy out of it until I started praying. And it didn't happen overnight. But the Lord answered that prayer. I think probably a year later, I looked back and I thought, oh, I'm really delighting in the word. And I have prayed for this specifically. And I asked other people to pray for it too. So pray for it. And then every time you open up the Bible, pray that the Holy Spirit will illuminate the scriptures. Because the Holy Spirit has written this book. He's the overarching writer of the book, the author. And so when we ask him to show us what he means there, we're going to understand it better. We're going to to be able to apply it to our lives when we ask for wisdom from him. So pray every time you read the Bible and, and even while you're reading the Bible. So third is pray. And then fourth, be regular and systematic about reading the Bible. So have a regular time, have a regular place, and have a plan. And I I think it's great to be able to read the the Bible in the morning, and then it kind of infuses our whole day with the words of Scripture. But, you know, sometimes we've just had a baby, or we're we're young moms, and our children are getting up at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning, and we just need to sleep until Mm. they're up. So if that's the case, read it after the kids are up or during nap time or even before you're going to bed 
at night, but find a regular time when you read God's word and doing it in the same place every day is great too. I, I have a rocking chair and a desk next to it and I keep a pencil there and my Bible and a notebook and I can sit down and read God's word every morning and then have a plan. So a lot of people will do these devotionals and it has a different scripture each day in it from a different book of the Bible. And I think that's not as helpful as if you can sit down with your Bible and read through a book of the Bible. So choose a book of the Bible. If you're new to it or you just really want to be looking at Jesus closely, you know, go to the Gospel of Mark. Reading through books of the Bible will make sure that you're reading the passage in its context and you're really getting a good understanding of the passage and how that passage relates to the one you read the day before and relates to the one you, you read the next day. And, and also, instead of reading a devotional, which is kind of telling you what the author of that devotional thinks about that passage, um, and Often they, they don't even think through what the passage really means. They just skip over meaning and apply it to your life. You're actually sitting down and thinking through the meaning of the text. Um, and, and every Christian has the ability to do that. God's given you a mind and he's given you the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. So you can sit down and think through that passage and then pray about it and apply it to your life. Um, I think that's the best way for us to actually hear from the Lord and not from the author of a devotional. So that's four, be, be regular and systematic about it. And then five is meditate on God's word. You know, we're talking about delighting in the word of God. These are ways that we can increase our delight in the word of God. And when we just read it over and don't really think it through, then we're just kind of getting the surface. And maybe there are some verses that are, you know, encouraging to us. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Maybe that's encouraging just to read, but when we really meditate on that verse and think about, well, wait, Paul wrote that when he was in prison. What does that mean when he's telling me to rejoice in the Lord always? And he's sitting in prison, obviously rejoicing. When he wrote this book of Philippians, he talked about rejoicing 14 or 16 times in that book that he wrote from prison. So what does that mean in my life when I'm suffering? Or what does that mean when I'm busy? Um, how do I rejoice in the Lord always? When we meditate on the scriptures, we really get it down into our hearts. And when, when you wrote me, you mentioned spiritual anemia mm -hmm. in your email. And you've heard the adage, you are what you eat, right? Mm -hmm. So when we, when we eat food, the nutrients from the food go down into our bloodstream and they feed all the cells of our body. 
And we have to do this regularly or we become malnourished and we eventually starve. Well, the same is true with God's word. If we have regular meals from the Bible where we ingest scripture, and that means meditating on what we're reading, that truth goes into our minds and it feeds our hearts, nourishing our souls. So over the years, this food changes the way we think. Mm -hmm. It changes the way we feel. It changes the way we react to things. It makes us healthy and strong. And it really keeps us on the path to life, to to eternity. Um, So does it change us in a matter of two weeks? It, It probably doesn't. But do it for two years and you'll see a change in your life. Do it for a lifetime and you will prepare yourself for eternity. And it'll give you such joy. So regular, long-term treasuring God in the scriptures will change our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's number five, meditate on it to increase your delight in the scriptures. But let me mention one more thing. I guess this would be number six, and it really is vital, especially since we're in these COVID days. Don't neglect the church. So the preaching and singing and praying and public reading of scripture makes us hunger for it more. When we're a part of a body of believers who speak God's word to each other, we're built up in the faith and we are spurred on to love the Lord of the word more. So that's number six. And I think it's really important to remember um, in these COVID days, if you can get yourself to church, if you don't have an underlying issue that makes it dangerous for you or, or some other issue, get to church and be encouraged by the body. And you can encourage others. Don't neglect the church, sisters. Don't do that. Thank you so much, Carrie. I think there is something that every sister in Christ could take away from what you shared. Um, Even those who are thriving in their relationship with Christ, I think you've shared some really sweet wisdom and insight that would benefit all of us. And I'm so thankful for you taking the time to prepare that and speak to us. I know as a mom and pastor's wife and dear sister in Christ, and you also write Bible studies. So you've clearly seen the transforming work of Christ and through the study of his word in your own life. And this is why I have this podcast so that ladies like you who are thriving in their walks with Christ can tell moms of young kiddos how we can be there too. And so thank you. Great. Yeah. I'd love to close by asking if you have any wisdom or encouragement you'd like to share with moms seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind. Yeah, uh, thank you for that question. And I think since we're talking about the scriptures, let me say something kind of in line with this discussion. Don't just teach your children Bible stories. Teach them about the Bible. Teach them that you go there to find Jesus. Mm-hmm. And encourage them to spend time with the Lord every morning, even before they're Christians, so that when the Lord chooses to move in their lives, they really know where to go to hear from him. And, you know, we have an adult son, Andrew, and he went through a really hard time and he really was asking God to speak to him one night and crying out to the Lord. 
And he thought in his head, wait a minute, where do I hear from the Lord? I hear from him in the Bible. So he picked up the Bible, which was by his bed, and he started reading John chapter three. And so Andrew knew where to go Mm. to find, to get God to speak to him. He knew that he would hear God speak through his word. So we were so thankful that we had taught Andrew um, to go to the scriptures and um, to hear from God through the scriptures, not expect God to speak to him outside of the scriptures. Mm. And, and then also teach your children where to go in suffering. Don't just solve their problems for them. And don't just do all that you can to alleviate suffering when someone bullies them at school or when they're injured or when they're sick. We do want to take care of them. But let our first reaction be to go to the Lord. Mm. What would he say about this problem? Mm. Let's go to him in prayer. And honestly, we're still trying to learn this as parents in our own lives. And we're trying to model it to our adult kids. When we learn where to go in suffering, we keep eternity in mind because we know that glory comes after suffering and even through suffering. I think we can do this by modeling us going to the Lord in our suffering and by not immediately alleviating our children's suffering but first going to the Lord and praying about it and showing them how the Lord answers prayer and, and being honest with them about how Christians do suffer, but it's where you go with that suffering. Mm. And that kind of life will lead to an eternity with Christ. Um, so I, I think those are some ways that we can really teach our, our kids with eternity in mind. Amen. Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for your time and all the wisdom that you've shared. I am so thankful. And I know that it's going to be such a blessing to the other moms listening in. Oh, thank you. It's, it has been really a pleasure. Ladies, I hope that you've been encouraged and helped by my conversation with Carrie. I pray that with the psalmist, we can say, better is one day in your courts, Lord, than a thousand elsewhere. So go out this week and enjoy the fellowship that you have with God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We won't be publishing an episode next week, but in two weeks we're going to be talking about the gift of time and how to steward our time and the schedules of our children well. We'll talk about that in light of sports and extracurricular activities as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. You do not want to miss it.